Dave and Darren with the top five things, a review of what we've got done on our morning show, which you can hear every morning on Planet 93.9, the Quad Cities Real Alternative Radio. We've been up to a lot. I don't, I don't really know. Up that this, to no good. I don't know this even adequately uh, summarizes all that we've been up to. But, you know, we'll try. We'll try our best here with the top five things. My name is Dave. Uh, this is my partner, Darren. And we'll start with the first one, I guess, yeah? Number one? Number one. 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 Number one. Number one. Apparently, you asked for it. This is now something that's available uh, on store shelves. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer. Oh, boy. Seems like a mistake. It does. This is tapping into... Sunny uh, D... Tastes like the most <laughs> unnatural thing we've ever cooked up as a civilization. <laughs> Doesn't it? In history. It's is there anything it's fake orange juice, right? Yeah, that does not taste like any of it comes from nature in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. Doesn't it like leave a coating on your Tongue? I'm going to share something with you. I've never had Sunny D. Uh, you don't want it. No, I, I'll just go ahead and get orange juice. Yes, go that's, with go with the orange th- juice. That seems to work out pretty well. Just go with regular OJ. I just got back from the golf course where I actually played pretty well. Thanks, yeah. Juice. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer. The idea is all you kids that were raised on Sunny D commercials in the 80s and 90s are, are old enough to legally drink. Yeah, this is not a good idea. <laughs> It seems like a... A a hard seltzer. Sunny D hard seltzer. Yes. Wow. Yes. I got it. I got it. I got it. We got some soda. OJ, purple stuff, sun delight. What's in this? Tastes like orange and tangerine. Yeah, why? Some healthy junk, too. Whoa, 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 whoa. What are you doing? There's what? Problem, guys? Wait a minute, Mrs. Jackson. Oh, Mrs. S has got all the Sunny D for these boys. It's the good stuff kids go for. Sunny Delight. I should have mentioned before I played that 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 was the original Sunny D. That's not a commercial for this hard seltzer. Although, what would have been the difference? Uh, They say that these are uh, available uh, or will be available as of Saturday. At select Walmart stores. <laughs> Go to Walmart and pick up your Sunny D vodka who, seltzer. Who is the mom in the Sunny D commercial? It's just a mom. Okay. Yeah. Who happens to also have an OnlyFans account. <laughs> well, it's weird because these boys come home uh-huh. and they're they're pretty grown up. And one of the pretty boys. Pretty grown up. <laughs> these kids look like, like. It's weird that mom is preparing drinks for them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. These kids look like they're in their upper teens. And one of the teens goes back behind mom and gives her a little kiss on the back of the neck. There is. But then it for later on in the commercial, it doesn't look like that's her kid. Yeah, they're in, they're in graduate school. What's going on? <laughs> we call her mom ironically. It's ironical. <laughs> a lot of people find it ironical uh-huh, that, that we we're call all her shacking mom. up with this mom. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand what I just watched. I remember seeing this commercial a million times back in the day, but I don't remember. We help her with some of her TikTok videos. (laughs) 
I'm reading here the press release that they put out. Sunny D, an American favorite juice brand featuring the bold, one-of-a-kind, tangy orange flavor. How dare you call it juice? Is bringing you your two favorite things together with Sunny D Vodka Seltzer. Mm. The brand new hard seltzer created by popular demand. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer is rolling out nationwide and will be featured at select Walmart stores beginning this Saturday. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer comes in a convenient four-pack with a suggested retail price of $9.99. And by select Walmarts, they mean... Whoever lost the drawing, I don't know. They mean very remote remote parts of Arkansas. Yeah, this is going to be... The Sunny D will be at Walmarts where the Walmart is the only store within 100 miles of anything else. Sunny D has always been the boldly original beverage with a taste unlike anything else. That's true. The tangy orange drink with a one-of-a-kind flavor. Everything I just read is technically true. That that is all true. They didn't say anything about juice in that. Whoever wrote this release, I would like them to do my resume next. This is great. Well, it's clearly a team of lawyers. Dave has been a very successful broadcaster his entire life. It's clearly a team of lawyers that just wrote that. The brand was first developed... In 1963, when two Florida dads looked around an orange grove and thought, good. We could do better. But we can do better. (laughs) We can do better than nature. (laughs) Here we are in Florida. Florida. Looking out in an orange grove Uh and thinking, "Mm, is this necessary? (laughs) I don't think it is. The pair created Sunny D and a legend was born. In the 1990s, Sunny D enjoyed a particular wave of popularity and landed a dedicated fan base. With the acquisition of the brand by Harvest Hill Beverage Company in 2017, Sunny D has enjoyed renewed popularity with 30% growth since 2019. Sunny D is a powerful brand, the most boldly unique orange drink on the planet. It tastes like you could run your mower on. consumers are passionate about this iconic brand rooted in nostalgia but with a taste that resonates today many have told us that they enjoy sunny d as a mixer and asked for this product so we looked at the hard seltzer category and thought good but we can do better and sunny d vodka seltzer was born who are, who are these people going up to the Sunny D executives and telling them they use it as a mixer? Is it Goose? Who's doing this? You know what I like to do is uh, use it as a mixer. Sunny D held a blind taste test to try its new vodka seltzer. The people weren't blind when they started drinking it, but by God, when they were done. Says, I, I like to use it to fuel my weed whipper. <laughs> And now that it's got vodka in it, you know what I do? I could use it on the big tractor. I pour Sunny D in my garden to keep all the animals away. (laughs) Sunny D held a blind taste test to try its new vodka seltzer, and the test confirmed consumers love the taste and think it's unique in the hard seltzer category. 57% said it's better than the hard seltzers they usually drink. Great color, texture, and aroma. Great aftertaste. 
Very refreshing and easy to drink. 85% said it tastes unique. And 87% said, this is different from other hard seltzers. 87% of people said, I can't taste my tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Not only can I not taste it, I can't feel my tongue. I can't do my work. 85% said it tastes unique. 87% said this is different from other hard seltzers. Quote, the orange taste was strong in an amazing way, full of flavor. 72% agree that this is different than other products currently on the market. Sunny D Vodka Seltzer is meant to be enjoyed with friends when it's time to connect and chill out. Available in a four-pack of 12-ounce Slim Cans, each can... Brings a bold orange flavor and is 4.5% alcohol by volume, 95 calories, and made with real fruit juice and includes zero grams of sugar. We have developed something we know adult Sunny D fans and hard seltzer enthusiasts alike will be proud to enjoy. If you know anyone who identifies, self-identifies as an adult Sunny D fan, call the cops. That's what I'm saying. Call the cops. Or an ambulance. They'll be able to. Or call an ambulance. (laughs) Either either way. Either way. If somebody, one of the first things they tell you is, I am a adult Sonny D fan. What you need to do. uh, Yeah, let, let the cops get a warrant is all I'm suggesting. Well, that'll be again available at select Walmart stores as of this if Saturday. If you need legitimate physical symptoms to get out of something you don't want to do, <laughs> have a Sunny D hard seltzer. It'll do the trick. I'm I'm a I'm an adult diarrhea enthusiast. <laughs> diarrhea. And I like to drink Sunny D right out of the bottle. Like the kids do in that commercial. Uh-huh. I don't use a glass. I don't need a glass. I just chug it straight from the jug. And then I find the rest of my day is taken care of. Is it essential that you suffer from a migraine, but you don't have migraines? <laughs> we can change that. Finally, migraine, migraine headaches for the brainless. Sunny tea. <laughs> Oh, well, that's, again, for everyone who grew up on Sunny D and, and is using this as a mixers. Uh, Eric texting in here, uh, making some sort of wet leg uh, uh, <laughs> allusion here. Yeah. Uh, Eric texting in on our text line at 563-223-8355. So mom gets the Sunny D? Yeah, I think mom uh-huh. does get the Sunny D. From these boys who are clearly not related to her. And you got it from thee. Two. Two. We love looking at this subreddit where people are wondering if their actions were somehow in the wrong. Did I rub someone the wrong way? Am, am I the jerk here? That's not the name of the subreddit. They, they have much more colorful language that they use for it. But uh, the stories are what we love to share with you. Three of them here that I wanted to get into and get your take. Are these people jerks? Let's decide together as a family. We begin, boy, something of a theme today on the show. Am I a jerk for refusing 
to help my daughter with her car payment because she's a stripper. This is our third stripper story this morning? No. I'm 40. Who's producing this show? I- Amazing Larry? Why don't you guys do some stories about you know, bar? About, you know, secretaries there's, and strippers. There's also barmaids. Don't forget them. I'm a 27-year-old man. I have a 22-year-old daughter. She's in college and lives on campus. I agreed to help her make car payments since she was in school. Mm-hmm. I was recently informed by a young man I work with that my daughter strips at a club about 40 minutes away. I confronted her on this, and she said she didn't plan to do it after she graduated and needed some money. I told her then work at McDonald's not to use her body. Uh-huh. We got into an argument, and I asked her to quit stripping and get a decent job then. She refused and said stripping was easy money. So basically, I said, well, there's no need for me to pay your car payment anymore since you're making money so easily. She got upset and said that wasn't fair and that she doesn't make enough money for that. I told her, well, figure it out. She told my wife about what happened, and my wife is upset by her job choice, but says it's also unfair for me to stop supporting her so suddenly over an argument. I think it's perfectly fair. It's my money, and it's my decision when to cut it off. So am I a jerk here? It is your money. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cut and dry. You don't have to keep giving your 22-year-old daughter money if you don't want to. You don't have to. Right? No. Am I a jerk for vacationing at my sister's dream honeymoon destination? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get there before you do. What do you think think of that? What do you think of that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Everything is... Oh, it's like a dream. Oh, you would love it. <laughs> if you ever get there. My sister has always been a wedding person. As in, she's dreamed and planned her wedding even before meeting her boyfriend. Now that she's engaged, she wants it all. Expensive cinematic venue, guest list in the hundreds, designer dress, etc., And she cares a lot about being the first and making everything special and just hers. I legitimately have nothing against that, and I'm happy she's getting what she wants. The issue arose because my boyfriend planned an anniversary getaway to a tropical island that happens to be where my sister planned her honeymoon. (laughs) I had no idea she was planning to go there. They hadn't actually booked anything. She had just planned on it. And I didn't know until I shared the news with my family during a bi-weekly dinner that we have together. Additionally, this was a surprise trip planned and paid for by my boyfriend, who would absolutely have no way of knowing my sister's honeymoon plans. He's not close with her or her fiancé. She says that if I go to this place first, I'll take away the surprise and specialness of the destination and is insisting that I cancel or change the destination. Uh Uh-huh. You're undercutting me. I'm pretty upset, and I called her entitled because there's no way I'm going to tell my boyfriend to change something very nice he did for me. My sister is now threatening to remove me from the wedding if I don't change my vacation, and my parents are begging me to give in to keep the peace. My boyfriend has offered to pick a new location because he hates seeing me upset and fighting with my family. 
So I wonder if I'm being a jerk for being so stubborn about it all. What a nightmare. <sighs> what would... It's important to me that I go on a honeymoon that someplace none of you people have ever been. So That's, that when you show up uh-huh. there, it's like, this place is a, is a... They're not even there at the same time, mind you. Know. Oh, it just it just infuriates me thinking that my sister's already enjoyed this place. You spoiled it. So we're 0 for 2 on people being jerks, right? Hold on to your cat for this next one. Hold on. Wait a minute. Is that a new expression? Yes. Hold on to your cat? Everybody, hold on to your cat. I like this. <laughs> That's a great new saying. <laughs> Everybody, did you mean to say that? Hold on to your cat. <laughs> this is gonna get nuts. Am I a jerk for expecting my partner to pay half of my hospital bill? Where do you think this is going? A partner, a hospital bill. They write, "I'm I'm coming to this subreddit as a last resort because I genuinely think this problem." Could be the end of my marriage. I'm a 32-year-old female. My husband's a 35-year-old man. We welcomed our first baby three months ago. We've been married seven years now and decided it was time to expand our family. Everything was going well, and we were in our little newborn bubble of bliss until the hospital bills arrived in the mail. Both my husband and I have jobs and everything financially is split 50-50. Yes. But we've always kept our money separate with the exception of a joint account for bills. Yes. Throughout the duration of my pregnancy, I plan to go for an unmedicated natural birth with as little intervention as possible. Mm -hmm. That was up until I hit the 24-hour mark of labor. I caved and I got the epidural which I was open to having if I needed it. Mm-hmm. My husband had no problem with it, even encouraged it. Yes. When the bill came, he brought it to me and told me, I need to pay all $8,000. <laughs> oh, you got to be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding. <laughs> when the bill came, he brought it to me to pay all $8,000 plus after insurance uh-huh. from my personal savings. I asked why, and he said, quote, you're the one that couldn't hold out for a few more hours and jack the bill up with all your meds and extra night stay, and he shouldn't have to pay for all the extra requests. If I wanted luxury, he told me, I should expect to pay for it. Well, and you, mister, are the one who jacked me up with this baby. (laughs) I was stunned, and I flipped out. I'll spare you the details, but my husband refuses to budge, calling me a princess for expecting him to pay for all the extra add-ons I requested in the hospital. Okay. (sighs) This is by far the biggest issue in our 14-year-long relationship so far, and I'm so lost on where to go from here. I gave in and I paid the bill, but since then we haven't been talking much, and honestly, I just feel disrespected. Do I have the right to feel this way or is it just hormones? Am I the jerk for expecting him to contribute towards the cost of my childbirth? And would I be a jerk 
for considering leaving him. Wow. That's uh, that's monster. This uh, this sounds like a pretty easy 50-50 split to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pay all eight grand. Yeah. You're not paying a dime is yeah. what I'd say. Yeah. After what you went through? Yeah, right. Why don't you let daddy, literally daddy, pay this bill? Yeah, that's that's a much better idea. That's the <laughs> only idea. I wouldn't expect her to pay half for yeah. crying out loud. Well, okay. Unless she okay. insisted. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Here's how this is going to work. Yeah. I will pay for that. Yeah. It's literally the least I can do. <laughs> right. Are you out of your mind? Uh-huh. Well, you're the one that had to have all these eggs. All these fancy add-ons like an epidural. You on luxury, princess. You're going to pay for it. Unbelievable. Yeah, hopefully somebody can sit this guy down and, and explain to him uh, in, in graphic detail the mistakes that are being made with this yeah. one. You're off by a country mile here. Hold on to your cat. You're not going to care. Hey, hold. That's <laughs> right. Hold on to your cats. <laughs> Because this one, we're 0 for 3 on people being jerks. And in all cases, it's the other person that's the jerk, right? Yeah. So that's something else that I find fascinating about this subreddit. Not only are people not usually the jerks, it's somebody else that is so much more the jerk. And it hasn't dawned on them. (laughs) Right. Like, to be in a situation like this and think, gosh, am I wrong for expecting him to pay for half of the... uh, the hospital bills for our baby? Wow. Hold on to your cat. <laughs> Dave and Darren. I love it. Number three. 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 Our next guest, ladies and gentlemen, is probably best known. Well, you, you know her from a ton of stuff. She was on Supernatural. She was on The Mentalist. She was on... Uh, the well, just a ton of things, but but probably best known Emily Swallow for her role on the Disney Plus TV show The Mandalorian, a show you've heard us talk about. Oh, I don't know, once or twice here on the show. Emily is the armorer on The Mandalorian, and she's joining us live here on Dave and Darren. Good morning, Emily. Good morning. You know, I wonder, and I'm sure you get asked this a, a ton. It's kind of a Faustian bargain that you're on what is arguably the biggest show on television right now. And yet uh, we never see your face and you're using an accent <laughs> that when, when you're, when you're using, you know, on the show, you're playing the armor. That's a, 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 a different voice that you use. Um, that's got to kind of drive you nuts in a way, because here you are one of these really, you know, big characters. I, I've got your action figure live here in the studio with me right now. I mean, but, but nobody knows who you are. If, if they were to have lunch across from you at a table, they wouldn't know, right? It's kind of fantastic, though. I mean, there, there are perks because, for one thing, I save a lot of time because uh, normally I spend about two hours in the hair and makeup chair. And for this, it takes me, I kid you not, about 10 minutes to get into my armor and show up on set. Um, and I think it's just so it's so right for the character and, um, and, you know, to play somebody who is so beloved and to go to different conventions and stuff and meet little girls in particular who look up to her and who respect her and admire her and to have it be for nothing to do with what she looks like is 
really kind of cool. Have you ever been late to work and had to drive to work in the in the outfit? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if you get pulled over, they they don't really keep you there for long if you look like that. Have you? Did you this past Halloween? Did you see anybody dressed up as you? I have seen some pretty great armor cosplay, and that is humbling because I look fantastic, but I don't make my own armor. Spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert here. Yeah. Um, but but when I see the lengths that other people go to to build their own armor or armor, it is incredible. Yes, I have seen some some great things that fans have done on their own. And the armor is such an important part of that show because her job is basically to give the Mandalorian like all of the tasks that he has to do. Like without her, oh gosh, right? without, without the armorer, I don't know what that show is. Yeah. I feel like she functions sort of as the, the Obi-Wan um, in his journey. She is his mentor and she's, I don't think that she sees the future really. Um, but she, she always sort of, we've talked about it, John and Dave and I've talked about it and she, she has a little bit of a sixth sense about, what he might need. She's good at sort of nudging him in the right direction. She's one of those uh, spiritual guides in a way. And, and fortunately he's, he listens. He doesn't always listen right away, but um, he is, is one to take guidance pretty well. I'm assuming that when you're in the costume and in the helmet, they probably have you do all of your, your lines there, you know, when you're filming, but then you probably have to re-record them. Um, in, in like a studio, which makes me wonder how necessary is it? I mean, have you ever suggested that maybe you just do the voice work and then have someone else in the, in the suit? Oh, no way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because I love being there on set. And, and it's, uh, for me, it's, it's all, even if I'm just doing the voice for a character, it's never disconnected from my body. Even if I'm just in, I mean, I'm standing here talking to you right now and, uh, uh, you should see me because I'm, I'm moving my arms all over the place and it's a whole body experience. It's, it's all the character. Um, and I learn about her through the way that I'm moving. Um, and that impacts my voice. And also I, I mean, I get to be on a star Wars set. There's no way that I'm going to say, you know what? I'll see you in the studio. I want to <laughs> hang out there. I want to see all the technology and I want to interact with everybody and have the full experience of living through that scene. Um, and then most of what happens when we do go back and we have to do some of the stuff in the studio is, you know, if there was something that got a little messed up because of uh, sound issues, or if we realize that a line maybe needs to be changed, that something might, um, might serve the scene better then we might have a little rewrite or something, um, which is remarkably easy when you have a character wearing a helmet because you don't have to go back and match the mouth movement to what you see on the screen. So those can be some pretty great creative and collaborative sessions. I'm guessing when we do go back and between John Favreau, Dave Filoni, and you, you've probably had a lot of discussions about the character, the armor, and stuff that informs the decisions you make as an actor. You probably know a lot more about her backstory. Certainly, we're not going to ask you to give us any of those questions because you wouldn't even if, if even if we did. But you do you know a, a ton of stuff that uh, that maybe we don't know on the screen and stuff that'll you'll find out we'll find out about later. You will find out more, but you would be surprised, perhaps, at how much I don't know. <laughs> um, and there's a lot I think that 
normally I go into great detail with a character's backstory, but with this character, it's been very different because it's actually helped me to leave a lot of questions with her, mostly because I think she really functions as someone who serves Dinjar and she serves the rest of the story. It has helped me to not know a lot of specifics about her own backstory just because of how she functions in the rest of the show. Now, unlike Dave and I, you were too young to have uh, to seen the Star Wars, uh, the original Star Wars in the theater. So when did you enter your interest in Star Wars? Star Wars was always part of my childhood. It just always existed there. I mean, I grew up with the movies. Ewoks were the ones that made the first big impression on me because I remember seeing those movies and then playing Ewok adventures in my backyard. Um, Ewoks were my jam. <laughs> and so that's sort of the first memory that I have. And of course, trying to do the Princess Leia hair back at a time when there were no YouTube tutorials, you know, and, and life was much harder because you didn't have someone showing you how to do that. Emily, um, but it, it just, there's never a time without Star Wars. Emily Swallow is the armorer on Disney Plus's The Mandalorian. It's such a fantastic show, and you do such a great job, and we really appreciate you giving us some time Thank this you. morning. Keep up the good work. Four. 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 Down in Macomb over the weekend for a visit. Yeah. And there's a dispensary there in Macomb. Yep. And right across from the dispensary, as uh, you were kind of alluding to last week on the show, they had the local Girl Scout troop selling their cookies. Oh, did they? Yeah. I think that's a thing that happens a lot. Yeah, they were out again in forces this weekend. They sure were. Although uh, not not by any of the local dispensaries, I don't think. No. Or the, no, local, this was, the uh, local dispensaries. I, I, I saw them at the... Uh, they were tucked in there at the Lowe's. Yeah. Wow. What were you... Oh, I know what you were doing at Lowe's. I got to head there today. Pick up a uh, couple of things. I'm not sure why I'm, why I'm introducing that. That's nobody's business. I got to keep that to myself. <laughs> I need a new uh, a new outlet cover for one of the outlets in, in, in my well, you, house. But you didn't keep it to yourself. I, I guess I can't. I, I I'm gotta, an open book. I've got to find a uh, one of those. Uh, I got to find a new place to put a spare key uh, in case people need to get into the house. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> I also got to get uh, some clamps for my sump pump hose. So there you go. Now you wow, know a little bit of. That's you know, a day. You know a little bit about the excitement that awaits me when I'm done uh, here at Planet 93.9. I'm really looking forward to, to it. You don't want a sump pump breach. No, and that's what I have. The The clamps have gone bad, so the water's just going all over the oh, place. No, no, and no, I, can't, can't, I can't have that. I can't have that. That's not That's not okay. I can't have my sump pump uh, that's, working that's harder not, than I'm it not going to have that sump pump not working on my watch, I'll tell you that. Uh, I am not taking blame for that. <laughs> glad, you, glad you're on board. I mentioned the cannabis uh, dispensary because in Massachusetts, Watley, Massachusetts, which I have to assume is the birthplace of 90s superstar Jody Watley. Want me? Don't you want me? Watley, Massachusetts. Although, wait, she was English, wasn't she? Never mind. They're it's still New England, though. Thank you for the support. They're kicking around the idea of a topless cannabis dispensary. Okay. What, what would be the point of that? I don't know. They're already pretty popular the way it is. Yeah, I mean, 
is this a matter of there's so many dispensaries now that they have you to have find to. new ways to get people excited about the idea of going and buying weed? I think they, they've got pretty steady business. Uh, and do they think that the thing that's keeping people who want access to recreational marijuana away is the fact that they can't look at people that are topless? I'll say this, too. Yeah. Just in my experience, mm-hmm. people that go to dispensaries. Yes. I mean, I'm, I'm sure this it, it's all age groups. Yeah. I, I understand. Yeah. But it just seems like most people that are there old <laughs> well it, my age and up i don't think the uh, a concept is that the customers take their tops off it's no, the people no. working behind the counter no, i understand the, the, that the bud tenders i understand that we're talking about the employees. you know what i'm um let me know when they open up a bottomless because uh, I'm dispensary. in. Uh, I'm showing up then. If you tell me there's a place I can take no, off I understand my pants I'm not and saying, get me some weed, no, my, now I'm interested. I'm not trying to say that you're, you're going to have a bunch of old people taking their tops off. That's uh-huh. not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it seems as though the people that... I, I know young people are going there as well. But I don't know. Maybe young people aren't quite as interested... As those of us at a, of a, a more vintage age. I see what you're saying. Here's, uh, here's the news in Watley, Massachusetts, uh, with this uh, intriguing, I think, development. Western Massachusetts have been gearing up for this storm, including right here in West Springfield. They've got lots and lots of salt ready to oh, go. No, wait, that's not the right story. <laughs> got lots and lots of salt ready to go. <laughs> We're going to start salting the employees as well. <laughs> not only... Uh, not only are these girls completely topless, they're rubbed in salt. Does, will that get you to come in and buy maybe some marijuana from us? Where <laughs> these poor bud tenders are hurting. Okay, this is this is the right audio of the uh, topless cannabis place. Uh-huh. The lone strip club in Franklin County may soon be converted into the first of its kind establishment in the country. 22 News reporter Heath Kalb is live from our Franklin County Bureau in Greenfield with what the new owners of Castaways Lounge in Waitley plan to do with their business. Yes, Ciara, the Castaway Lounge has been shut down since the beginning of COVID restrictions. But now with two new owners, the possibility of a topless marijuana dispensary is a real possibility. During the Waitley Select Board meeting held on Thursday, February 16th, owners Nicholas Spagnola and Julia Sokol spoke about possible plans for Club Castaway, located at 226 State Road. Spagnola and Sokol purchased the club in 2019, and now the two owners plan to reopen the strip club within 60 days and at some point transition to a marijuana dispensary. They are currently in the process of getting their cannabis provisional license, and before any changes are made, the town of Waitley's zoning board would have to approve the transfer of the license. Now, there were some concerns from select board members, but both owners are excited for what's to come. <laughs> well, okay. Be is, careful what you wish for. Is our reporter okay? <laughs> he does sound like he's having a bit of an episode. Yeah. Yeah. He, he started off with, like, resting podcast guy voice and then there were some quivers there that made me wonder if maybe this is his kid's first time on television and they're gonna have naked ladies <laughs> naked ladies in pot <laughs> i'm not even supposed to be here I, uh, 
I hope my mom doesn't see this. Uh, this better not go on my demo reel. This story is dirty. Yeah, that was uh, that was a lot. So it's pronounced Waitley, not Watley. Although it's spelled like Watley, like Joe. Well, Watley. it never got decadent enough for me. Well, the fact that there are some people on the town board that have some concerns leads me to believe that maybe that's the story. Not that these people have announced this is what they're doing. Like, there, there's a lot of regulation that goes into this sort of thing, right? I would think this is, uh, yeah, not a quick fix. Yeah, I don't know about the idea of a strip club slash cannabis place. I, I, these are streams that do not need to be crossed. Because typically, if you have a place that is uh, somewhat topless, yeah, it's it's lit different than a, a <laughs> oh, that's dispensary a, that's too. A, that's an outstanding point. Dispensaries tend to be very bright. Yes, they want to know everything that's going on. Yes, yes, that's a As great question. To the way uh, maybe a well, gentleman's club is lit. Well, also too a dispensary. Because of the nature of what's going on, aren't there cameras absolutely everywhere? Yes. That might not be a great idea either. Yeah, that might be yeah, quite an invasion. Yeah, this, this might, might have sounded like a good idea when you wrote it down on a napkin late one Friday night. What if we turn the strip club into a cannabis place? Um. I just don't know that that's the best idea for maybe leave maybe leave well enough alone. Yeah, look, they're they're both terrific ideas on their own. We don't need to be cross pollinating these things. Five, 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 number five. Barbie is gonna have a big year this year. Got a movie, right? That's it, the Margot Robbie movie, which is all anybody's living for right now. When is that thing coming out? And who's her boyfriend? Ken. Well, I know, but who's Ken? Oh, I think it's Ryan Gosling, isn't oh, it? Oh, that makes all the sense in the world. Sure. Barbie was launched on March 9th, 1959. So we're coming up on uh, Barbie Day, I guess. American businesswoman Ruth Handler credited with the creation of the Barbie doll. Although also very instrumental in the Barbie launch was a guy who worked at Mattel. He was the vice president of Mattel. The guy's name was Jack Ryan. He also, by the way, uh, was there for the launch of Hot Wheels. Ever heard of him? And something called the Chatty Cathy doll. He's in the news. He's still with us? No, no, no. He's, he's long gone. Uh, his daughter is Anne, and she's 68 years old. And she's thinking, well, now that everybody wants to talk about Barbie, let me tell you what it was like growing up in a house with a guy that was responsible for the Barbie doll. She's uh, shopping her new book called Dream House about her life growing up in the shadow of Barbie and her father. Mattel VP Jack Ryan once threatened the life of one of his own children during a paranoid gun-crazed, cocaine-fueled standoff with the LAPD's SWAT unit. Wow. This and other shocking revelations about the brilliant but seriously troubled Ryan come from his eldest daughter, Anne. She's got a podcast called Dreamhouse where she talks about what a nightmare her dad was to grow up with. It's about life growing up in the shadow of 
Barbie and her father. Not to mention the Hot Wheels. <laughs> that, that sounds like that whole SWAT team thing sounds like that might have been going down right during the launch of Hot Wheels. She says, quote, my father was drinking and using drugs, cocaine, and he was paranoid. He thought people were after him, that they were listening to him electronically. He believed that people were eavesdropping on him, and in a particularly delusional moment, claimed that they were all moving the walls. He was not in good shape. They're moving the walls, kids. Can't you see it? Can't you feel it? In the spring of 1977, Jack left Mattel, then the world's largest toy company, as the chief designer. He was in a vicious legal battle, having sued to recover millions of dollars in toy royalties that Mattel stopped paying him. According to Anne, her sister Diana, who was 20 at the time, was taking time from college to stay with their father, in his bizarre faux castle that he lived in, complete with a moat and a drawbridge. Okay. <laughs> now, you're, right. now we're talking. I'm going to build a faux castle, and I'm going to live in it. And you guys, come visit me here. All hail the king! Uh, this was in the exclusive Bel Air section of Los Angeles. Wow. And says, quote, my sister had this idea that she was going to become some sort of savior for dad and help him turn his life around. Yeah. They had a confrontation, and I suspect that he thought she was the enemy. By then, the castle looked like post-World War II Dresden. A playboy and swinger who managed five wives, including the fabulous Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Of course. <laughs> She's... Of course, she's everywhere. <laughs> of course she is. There's a big snake hanging right uh, on top of the gate. There's a snake and some Hot Wheels driving on its way to Bobby's dream gatehouse. <laughs> Playboy and Swinger married five times, including Zsa, Zsa Gabor. Jack designed and built the castle where he would throw sex orgies. Even as he lived there with his two daughters and their mother, Jack's first wife, whose name was Barbie. Ah, let's get a look at this character. And oh, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's going after it. <laughs> Anne was 22 when she got a call from one of her father's colleagues who was working there at the castle that he lived in. Quote, he did not elaborate. He just said something awful was going on with my father and I needed to come to the castle immediately. That's a fun call to get. Look, man, I don't want to get into details, but you need to get to your daddy's castle right away. Things are getting weird, man. The incident was ignited when Diana walked into a small kitchen adjacent to her father's third floor bedroom <laughs> and discovered one of the burners had been turned on. He was heating up a pan of shotgun shells. Oh, no. <laughs> Thinking dad was going to blow up the castle, Diana called the cops. And says, when I got up there, there were tons of cop cars outside the gate and SWAT team vehicles. I was stunned. I didn't know what was going on. His colleague came running out and said, you have to come in. Your father's holding Diana hostage. The police thought maybe I could talk some sense into my dad. 
They didn't know what else to do. Instead, Anne found herself getting dragged into the madness. Darren, describe for us the picture that you found there on your of, of this character. What is going on in that photo? She's just dancing with some, some blonde woman who looks like she's clearly out of her mind. Yeah, <laughs> Anne says, Dad dragged me into the house, into the breakfast room, and the cops had to get me under the table. That room looked out into the hallway where my father and Diana were at the top of the stairs. Dad was holding a gun to my sister's head, and the cops were there with their guns trained on them. Diana was trembling and crying. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'd seen him act out before, but nothing this extreme and dangerous. I felt helpless when the SWAT guy encouraged me to say something to my father. I could hardly form the words, like in a dream when you want to scream, but you can't make a sound. It was an out-of-body experience. I bet. Good God. I'm surprised they didn't shoot him right between the eyes. I said, Dad, Dad, it's okay. Everything's going to be okay. Let Diana go. I don't remember anything specific after that, except that at one point he lowered the pistol and the cops came out of everywhere and grabbed him and grabbed my sister. I think I blacked out emotionally. Jack Jack was then taken into custody and soon admitted to the Olive View UCLA Medical Center for psychiatric evaluation and treatment. Uh From there, he went to a detox program at a private hospital in Santa Monica. Anne says frightening gun incidents, incidents were not unusual with Dad, who kept a stash of guns under his bed when he was high on cocaine. He shot out some of the leaded glass windows in his bedroom and he would always shoot holes into the ceiling, thinking people out to get him were in the attic and on the roof. And yet, Mattel thought he was worth every penny. This is the movie I'd rather see than this Barbie movie. Yeah. Dad's out of his mind on Yayo. One night, one of his girlfriends was living in the castle. Jack came into her room. That might be this one. Woke her up and told her that they were up in the attic. He was naked and carrying a shotgun. Dad insisted that his girlfriend go up into the attic with him. She followed him up, but no boogeymen were found, and he calmed down eventually. Anne says she wouldn't characterize her dad as a gun nut, but when she was 19... More of a... What do you think a gun nut looks like? You know, this is semantics. Not a gun nut, just a nut with a gun. Very different things. There's a difference. He only had the one shotgun. It's not like he just collected guns. Anne says she wouldn't characterize her dad as a gun nut, but when she was 19 and had moved into her first apartment, he gave her a shotgun as a housewarming gift. There you go, sweetie. This is lovely. Thank you. I I think I'd, I'd ask. Don't, I don't know what to say. <laughs> not at all what I'd asked for, but uh, thank you, I guess. She says, if, he said, if someone comes to your door that you don't know, just rack the gun, and that'll send him away running. When the famed toy inventor learned the cops were often shot with their own guns and wrestled away by perpetrators, he is said to have invented a ring that communicated electronically with the gun so that only the cop wearing the ring could fire the gun. With a degree from Yale and having studied at Harvard, Jack worked for one of America's premier defense contractors. This dude during the Cold War worked for Raytheon. And in addition to being there for the launch of Barbie, 
named after his wife, and Hot Wheels. This guy helped to design the ground-to-air Hawk missile and the air-to-air Sparrow 3 missile. Creative and inventive, he saw a lucrative future in designing toys, and that's when he joined Mattel as a startup. Mattel would become huge and rich as a result of Jack's patented inventions, including, of course, Barbie. But by the late 70s, Jack was forced out by the owner of the company, Ruth Handler, who had despised Jack's lifestyle and had launched a campaign claiming that Barbie was all her idea, giving Jack no credit for her invention. The inspiration for Barbie was, in fact, based on an X-rated adult novelty doll over in Germany called the Bede Lili, a popular floozy cartoon in a German tabloid. So I guess he had more of a say in the invention than we've been led to believe. Uh, he would end up, by the way, ending his life by eating a shotgun shell in 1991. Mm-hmm. So there's some dispute over who invented Barbie to begin with. And I don't know if maybe this story is coming out because the daughter would like a little piece of this Barbie money that's going to be uh, rolling sure. out here before too long. Sure, he was quite volatile, but... Uh... He did have a hand in this. We did live in a castle after all, the castle that Barbie built. So, you know, a little sum for You tell effort. me who's crazy. <laughs> Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I didn't think it'd be like this. That's going to do it for Dave and Darren mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's, what I, that's what I suspected. And our Top 5 Things podcast. Thanks for downloading it, subscribing to it, and if you've made it this far, you've obviously listened, so that's all very much appreciated. Yes, all things must pass. Until we get a chance to do it for you again, hang loose, kooks. You stay classy and safe, Quad Cities. Come on, Quad Cities, represent. This is for the Quad Cities record spot. Davin Boyd, yeah, we keeping it locked. Rock out, come on, and it just don't stop. East Moline, yeah, they keeping it hot. Uh. Hey, Brian, want to get the rock out of here? Rock yeah. Stand clear of the closing doors, please.